Hey, this is Eric, and welcome to Control-Alt-Achieve for January 2nd, 2023, where we take a look at our EdTech Links of the Week. Well, hey, welcome everybody to Control-Alt-Achieve Live for January 2nd of 2023. I got to get used to saying that. Thank you so much for joining me here tonight, whether you're watching live or if you're watching the recording later or listening later, whatever the case, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with me tonight. Um, as usual, all of the resources for our uh, session tonight can be found at bit.ly slash CAA dash live or control alt achieve dash live uh, that will get you to a google document that has everything we're going to be taking a look at here tonight if you scroll on down to the second page of that document you'll see our links for tonight for january 2nd as usual i've got some things i came across around the web and then i've got some things from my blog that i'll be sharing so let's start off with things i have come across around the internet over the last couple of weeks. And the first one we're going to take a look at here is called uh, Chat Animator. So I'm going to go ahead and give a click on that and pull that up here. There we go. And so what this is, is a, um, a free website where you can create realistic, um, but fake uh, text chat animations that are going to sit, they're going to they're going to simulate like a, a messaging app. And so what you can, what you see here is you can go in and you can choose the names. You can change the names for the people that are chatting and you can change the pictures. You can upload whatever pictures you would like here as well. And then you can change what the text is. You can fill in the different things you want the people to say, choose who is saying it. And what it will do is it will generate this animation for you over here. Now I did this earlier. Let me pull up the example, the one that I did here. We go pull this over. <laughs> so I just, Decided to do a, re, a a conversation between the between the three little pigs, and so um, I went ahead and renamed them as Pete, Polly, and Patrick, and I uploaded some images of some uh, some uh, pigs there, and then I also added the big bad wolf in as well. Below there, then I went ahead and filled in the different conversations I would have them having, and chose who would be speaking. And you can always add more messages if needed. And in the end, here we have this conversation between the three little pigs and their houses. And then, of course, the big bad wolf shows up at the end of the conversation as well. Now, when you get done doing that, you can click on record animation at the bottom. And when you do that, it's going to make a it's going to make two uh, versions for you. You're going to get a WebM video version of it, and then you're going to get an animated GIF as well. It does take a little bit of time. So the WebM downloads quicker. But if you keep waiting, then it will say that it's processing the animated GIF and it will create that and that will get downloaded as well. So I thought this would be a neat one for lots of possibilities here. I mean, you could have this being a situation where um, you know, a student is, is telling a story between some different characters, or they're just explaining a concept, having characters talk back and forth to explain a concept from class, or maybe it could be characters from a book they're reading, or it could be somebody from history. A lot of possibilities there, but it could be a fun way to engage students in uh, creating these uh, animated GIFs 
of these text conversations. So that's Text Chat Animator. And by the way, I believe this is from Video. That's the company that puts this out. They have a, a video editing tool, but they provide this as a as a free uh, a free resource for anybody to use. So pretty neat stuff there. All right, pop on out of there and move on to our next link of the week. So next up, came across this one called Infinity Whiteboard. So let's go ahead and give a click on this and pop this open for you guys here. So Infinity Whiteboard is from a teacher named Jake Gordon. And um, if you look at the address here of the website, you'll see it's called Maths Universe. So mathsuniverse.com is his full website. And you can probably guess real quick uh, that this is uh, not from the U.S. Anytime you hear maths, you're usually dealing with somebody who is from, from the U.K. or from Australia or New Zealand or something like that. And that is the case here as well. Um, and so he has a, a, a large website called mathsuniverse.com that has lots of other things. So if I pull out the infinity part and just go to mathsuniverse.com, you can see he's got lots and lots of great resources here. This is a new one that he has just put out here recently. And I thought it was uh, a great one to share with you guys. So what this is, is a free online whiteboard. And there's a lot of whiteboard tools that are out there. But what I like about this one is it is so super easy to use. There's, you know, no login. You don't need to worry about, you know, even signing up for this. You basically come to the site. You can go with the code they've given you here, or you can type in your own code if you want. Um, and then you just hit go and boom, it's going to launch this, uh, this whiteboard. Now, some of the cool features about this, once we get into it, I'll show all of this to you, is that um, you can, um, this is an infinite whiteboard in the sense that there's no end to it. You can go as far as you want. So you can add as many things onto this as you need. Um, and it's got all the normal tools you'd expect with, you know, like, like your annotation tools and so forth. But some of the things that make it really slick is how easy it is to add content to it. So let's go ahead and I'll pop on into this one pull this up. So there's there's our whiteboard. Again, we can zoom out and zoom in. And if I use my right mouse button, I can uh, uh, pan around as well. And of course, I can draw with any of the different colors here. That's pretty straightforward just to simply draw something. Uh, I can also highlight if I want to highlight and I can erase as well. Or I can hit the trash can to boop, wipe everything off of there. But like I said, what's so neat is how easy it is to add other content to this. If I come over here to the bottom right, there's a little picture icon here, picture emoji, and that is to add content. And I can do this a number of ways. Uh, I can take um, a photo with, with my camera and add that right in. Um, I can also uh, use my webcam and I can also just upload something from a folder. I'm just going to grab something from a folder here. So let's go ahead and go into my resources and we're going to grab this one here. So this is just a PDF. And what's cool is you can see how quickly it takes that PDF and pulls the whole multi-page PDF right onto the whiteboard. And now we could just start annotating on top of this. So if I wanted to come in and say, okay, you know, let's let's uh, start filling this out. 
Um, in this case, we're supposed to, you know, name the angle below in three different ways. So I could say, well, this could be like angle CAT. Now I'm using my mouse here, guys. So um, be, uh, uh, be be a little forgiving with me. <laughs> I could I could pull this up on my Chromebook. It's touch screen, but I'm, I'm on my desktop right now. So, so I'm, I'm using my mouse there instead. Um, we can also draw pictures here, draw a picture of an acute angle. There we go. And an obtuse angle. Um, now what's nice about this though, is not only can I keep, you know, adding in as many things as I want, um, I can also give other people this code. So like right now, if you guys want to, you can jump in this with me. Basically, you just need to know what the code is. Uh, and the code for this one, in case, I don't know if you saw that, I'll, I'll, I'll drop it into the chat there in case anybody uh, wants to jump in here with me. This is the uh, this is the code for the one that I'm in right now. Um, it was the letter C and then the letter N, the letter Q and the number seven. So CNQ7. If you were to go to the link in our um, agenda here for the Infinity Whiteboard, and I can actually just add the full link in here for you guys if you want to. Uh, I'll make it easier for you so you don't have to type in anything extra there. Here we go. So that is, if you go to that link and you were to put CNQ7 on the end of it, that would let you jump into... Uh, there we go. Hey, yep. Some folks have jumped in with me here. <laughs> okay. So it looks like we do have somebody else in here with me as well. Um, some things are starting to move around, which is totally fine. So again, if anybody wants to feel free to jump in and you guys can, can write on this with me as well. Um, and so it's not, I, I did have a chat with, uh, with Jake who designed this and he said, this, this version is not really designed, you know, so much for like, you know, a large class usage, but you definitely can, you know, you can have multiple people in here for like brainstorming and so forth. He has another version, which is his standard whiteboard, not the infinity one. That's a little bit more geared toward, um, toward, uh, having a class in as well. Um, and so if you were to go back to the regular, uh, uh, whiteboard, the Maths Universe page. If I go back to the regular Maths Universe page, you'll see he also has a link to his standard whiteboard. And the standard one um, has a lot of the same features, uh, but it, it includes ability to intentionally invite your students and then they each get a copy of what's on your board and you can see each of the, your students' boards as well. So a little bit of a different um set up for that one. But uh, the main difference on this being that you can go on forever and ever as far as you want. So he was thinking he would probably recommend this board, like if you were wanting to present something to your class and you wanted to be able to annotate on it, he said, what you could do is you could have your phone out and on your phone, you could go to the exact same um, web link with the same code on your phone because this works perfectly on mobile. And you could just take a picture of a student's worksheet or whatever they've got on their desk and boom, drop it right up on the screen and you could start annotating on it right away. So this would be really easy for you to have maybe your, your desktop connected to the projector and then, you know, you're walking around with your tablet or your phone and you're annotating right on there. So um, again, it's totally free. It really is. There's no gotchas here. <laughs> it's completely free. Uh, uh, Jake is a math teacher and he uses this every day. He created it and just wants people to be able to benefit from it. So I thought that was a really neat one to uh, give a shout out to and see uh, how other people may want to uh, start playing around with this. So awesome stuff. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close out of that. And looks like we have a little bit of activity in the chat. Uh, Mindy had a question. Um, 
about the animated text and the students. Um, Mindy, I'm not sure. You may want to uh, repose that question. I don't know if I quite caught your question there. You're asking about the animated text for the students. I believe that was when we were chatting about the, the chat animator there. Um, if you want to repose that question, please feel free to do so. All right, let's keep on moving. So the next one that we have up here is called Dollar Street. Now, Dollar Street is a website that I found out about from Lancy Collins. Now, Lancy um, is one of the members of our um, Control Alt Achieve email group, and she shares a lot of great things. And so I subscribe to her blog so that I don't miss a thing. And Lancy had shared this recently. So, uh, what is Dollar Street? So, Dollar Street, um, the goal behind this website is to make everyone understand how people really live and to go beyond stereotypes and cliches. And so what they did was they um, visited more than 200 homes around uh, the world, uh, over 50 countries, and they took 30,000 photos and 10,000 videos in lots of different categories. And so what you can do is you can come to this site and you can say, okay, I can explore how people live around the world. And there's all these different categories, these different topics you can look in. Like, you know, well, what are homes like? around the world. And if you choose homes, it'll switch over to the home pictures or, you know, what are pets like around the world? Uh, these are just some of the more common categories. You can go over to the all topics here and you can drill into really much, pretty much anything you might have a question about for how people live around the world. Like, you know, what do backyards look like around the world? So after you choose the topic, you're now going to get these uh, these pictures that they have, these pictures and videos that they've taken. And then what you'll notice is running along the top is Dollar Street. And what that means is what they've done is they've arranged all these households based upon how much income is available to um, each person in the family, um, ranking them from uh, the poorest on the left to the richest on the right. And so as you go down here and you hover above these, you'll see the different little houses popping up on top. And that corresponds to how much per month um, each person in the family has at their disposal. Um, and so in some cases, you've got some folks with a lot more, in other cases, a lot less, but it can really give us a much better understanding of, of actually how people are living around the world. Now, for any one of these, we can give a click on to go into one of these. And when we do, it'll then pull up that particular page where we can see the video and we can see all of the individual, uh, you know, if, they have, if there's pictures, if there's other things from that location, like their kitchen and their home and their living room. And then you can read about those people there as well. Uh, when you're done, you can just hit the little X and close out and head back to the main page. And again, uh, just choose from your topics here, what you want to take a look at here, maybe stoves, for example, see how everybody cooks in different parts of the world and go down and click on any one of these. There's also a map option. If you prefer that, you can go to the top right, give a click up there and choose map. And that will bring up a map of the world that shows all the places that they got to. So you can see there's not a lot in the U.S. here, just a few spots in the U.S. This is more, again, like we're saying, to try to help people understand better how people live all around the world. And this is a growing project. They're going to continue to add more uh, places over time to this. Uh, but really appreciate uh, that uh, that Lancy shared this on her blog. I thought this was a really neat site and wanted to get this uh 
out on, on everybody's radar there. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's close out a dollar street and we will keep on moving. All right. So our next link for the week is a Padlet collection of picture books. So this is from a good friend of mine, Steve Wick. Uh, Steve Wick, another wonderful educational technology person. If you're not connected with Steve, you definitely need to connect with Steve. Great guy. Um, and what he has uh, put together here is a Padlet of picture books that have been organized by category. Um, so this is like a passion project of his that he's been working on uh, on the side and has put this together. And if you look at the top, you will see the different categories. So we've got like collaboration, books about communication, books about uh, culture and diversity, books about curiosity. And then if you scroll across, you'll see he's got lots of categories here. Empathy, kindness, media literacy, mindfulness, SEL, STEM, and on and on down the line. Then for each one of these, if you start scrolling down, of course, there's lots of books within each of these categories here. And then, of course, you can click on these to get a, uh, a close up of that uh of that uh, book and a link out to Amazon where you can purchase the book if you would like to as well. So I just thought this was a great way to uh, take all of these picture books and get them nicely organized. Uh, I think Steve as well is probably going to, going to continue to build this out over time, uh, but already it's a fantastic collection of resources there. So thanks Steve so much for putting that together and sharing that out. All right. And so that brings us to our final of the around the web uh, links before we move into uh, the ones from my blog. And this is a website called Adam Up Maths. So you can already get the pun right away. Adam Up Maths. Uh, so this and, you, and there you go. And you see the word maths. So again, we are uh, you know, talking about something that's that's not from the U.S. since we say math and they say maths. So what is Adam Up Maths? Well, this is a website that is from James Summerfield and Sam Corden. Uh, James is from West Midlands, UK, and Sam is from Hawke's Bay, New Zealand, and they're both math teachers. And back in 2014, they uh, were teaching at the same school together, and they uh, started creating math songs for their students, and they took off. And so they have built this website based on that. So um, if you come here and scroll on down, you'll see that's one of the key features is the songs. If you give a click here, you'll see they've got lots and lots of math songs. And I warn you ahead of time, you will get them stuck in your head. <laughs> and so uh, a lot of these deal with, with elementary or, or middle school level math topics here. They say they've got a lot of them. Uh, so definitely uh, start exploring those. And wow, there you are. There's a ton of songs here. This is fantastic. But that's not all that they have here. Uh, they've also got other things such as number facts practice, useful tools, math vocab sheets, memory aids. But then I was drawn to their games section. And what I thought was kind of cool about their games section is that these are not digital games. They're not virtual. They're not online. These are actually print and play games, which I think that's awesome. I, I, I mean, if anybody knows me, you know, I love board games. I, I love tabletop games. Uh, I love, you know, video games too, but I really like to sit down with folks and roll dice and actually play games. Well, these are all print and play games. And so if you come in here and give a click on any one of these, for example, this is their cross the bridge game where you can do this either for odds and evens, negatives, prime, squares. And basically what you're going to get is you're going to get a printable game. So here's the game 
game board. And then here are the instructions. In this one, basically what you're doing is you're rolling your dice and you're rolling your die, I should say. And so you're going to get from one to six. You're going to try to move all the way to the finish. But the problem is you can't land on a square. If you land on a square, you have to go back three spaces. And so you're trying to see, can you get across within, you know, 10 tries? Um, and it's a great way in this case for students to practice their square numbers by doing that. Awesome stuff. I just thought that was so neat to have that available there. So I really, really appreciated, uh, appreciated them sharing that. All right. Well, good stuff. Let's uh, pause for a moment, take a look at our chat before we switch gears from the around the web to things from my blog. Um, so we hear from Cami saying, that's a lot of Padlet columns. <laughs> Padlet's column feature is useful for so many things. Thank you, Cami. And Padlet is a tool I have used not a whole lot. Uh, so I'm really glad to see more examples of it being used and being used uh, in a powerful way. Uh, Hey, Doug, thanks. Doug said, great job. Appreciate that, Doug. And Carlos is saying he loves it. Ah, it's fantastic. Um, Ken saying that looks great. Uh, looks like a great print and play game. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for all those comments. Appreciate everybody chiming in there. Well, let's go ahead and switch gears and move into the second part of our um, of our links of the week. And these are going to be things from my blog uh, over the last, in this case, the last two weeks, things that I've done over the last two weeks. So the first thing is we have finished up Chromus. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I, I I had not done a, a holiday themed uh, thing for probably like five years. I think five years ago, I did like a, uh, you know, like a 12 days of tech mess or something like that. And uh, now I, I recall why I had not done it for five years because it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work, uh, but I had a great time. I learned a ton by doing this about Chrome. That's what I decided to do this time was the 12 days of Chrome. So if you haven't been following along with this, they're all done now. They're all there. So you can go to the original blog post where my idea was I was going to cover Google Chrome and talk about tips and tricks and helpful ideas and lesser known features of the Chrome web browser over 12 days spread out throughout December. So I did four each week um, for the first three weeks there. Um, and they're all done now. The last three that I finished up have now been linked in. If you want to see the previous ones, you can either scroll down to the previous weeks where you can see days six through nine and days one through five, or you can just go to the Chromus uh, main page there and scroll on down and you can get to all of them in one place. So what we wound up here with is basically 12 little uh, videos and blog posts that cover lots of different topics related to Google Chrome. Uh, the videos, I tried to keep them short. They're as little as maybe like three minutes long and as long as maybe nine. I tried to keep them right around five or six minutes. So all in all, you've got over an hour worth of content here broken up into hopefully nice bite-sized pieces. So the ones that I finished up with day 10 was about using the history tool in Google Chrome. And so if you head on out to that one, uh, you see I had a five minute video on that one. And then I talked about 
four different ways to use the history tool in Chrome, including um, things like reopening a web page that you accidentally closed out of. And that may be one that you were not aware of, that if you accidentally close a tab, your history can let you reopen it very easily. So if I were, for example, to come over here and accidentally close out of this blog post on the 12 days of Chromas, and if I didn't want to have done that, I could go to the top right-hand corner, click on my little drop-down tab here, and you'll see recently closed. And be like, oh, there it is. There's the one I just closed out of. Well, this is your history here uh, and that it's pulling that from. So that's that's nice. That's one way to pull that back up. There's, there's several ways you can do it. And then I talked about other things such as searching for a, uh, a page in your history by keyword. You're allowed to type the, uh, the at symbol in your URL bar, and you can search your history right from there as well. Talked about searching by date as well. And finally, this is one I love, if you didn't know this, opening up a web page from a different device. So if you're signed into your Google account on more than one device, like very likely you may be, like I'm on my desktop and I might be signed in my, to my laptop and maybe signed in on my phone. Well, if I go up to the three dots button in the top right and I go to history, it won't just show the recently closed web pages from the device I'm on. It'll show the recently accessed pages from the other devices I'm signed into. I love this because sometimes I'll be on my phone I'm reading something, or I'm on my laptop reading something, or I'm at work and I'm on my work computer, but then when I get home, I want to pull that up easily. Well, all I have to do is go up to my history and it will show me every device that I've been signed into, and I can pull up those recent pages from there. So that's nice. So we talked about history. Um, the next one, day 11, uh, favorite keyboard shortcuts in Chrome. Uh, and there's so many of these. Oh my gosh, there are so, so many. I just had to pick a few. So this is just some of my favorites that I tend to use. I would love to hear from you guys what keyboard shortcuts you end up using. But it was things like using uh, the control button, uh, the, the control key or command uh, when you click on a link to open it up in a new tab. Uh, because sometimes I will have a big long list of, uh, here we'll just tell you what, we'll just open this back up here. <laughs> I'll go to my history and pull that right back up. There we go. Uh, like if I've got a big long list of links here, if I press control click, if I hold down control while I click on these, what it does is it pops open those links into new tabs in the background. And I'll do that if I've, if I've run a Google search and I found a whole bunch of links I want to explore. That's a great way to be able to pop them open into another tab. But then I talked about other things such as jumping between tabs using control and the tab button to cycle through your, if you hold control and tab, you can cycle through your tabs, which is a great way to quickly move through your tabs, as well as jumping to specific numbered tabs. Um, and of course, there's the, here's the other way to open a recently closed window, control shift T. That's another way. If I say, oh no, I just closed out of that tab, control shift T will pop that back open as well. There's a lot of ways to help out if you accidentally do that. I also talked about uh, features like zooming in and out with control plus, minus, and zero, um, finding things on a web page with control F, and then this one, uh, just because sometimes you get to a really long web page, home and end will get you all the way to the top or all the way to the bottom. So if I hit home, I go to the top. If I hit end, I go to the bottom. So that's a great way to move quickly on a web page. Um, and then the last thing um, I talked about printing from a web page and also um, opening and closing your bookmarks bar. Like you see at the moment, I don't have my bookmarks bar 
showing by default. If I open up a new tab, it shows, but otherwise I usually don't have it open there. Control shift B, boom, boom. I can just easily pop open my bookmarks bar anytime I need it. And that's an excellent. So those were just some of my favorites. Again, I'd love to hear yours as well, but those were some of the ones that I highlighted. And then the last one, day 12, the final day of Chromeless, I talked about extensions. Now, uh, I know I do have a strange sense of humor to a degree, so uh, hopefully you guys appreciate uh, the uh, the image I used for Chrome extensions, like you know hair extensions. So yeah, this is this is Chrome with extensions here, uh, and so I was talking about excellent extensions for Google Chrome, and so on this one in the video in the blog post I talk about everything about extensions. You know how to go to the Chrome Web Store, how to find extensions, how to evaluate if they're good or not, how to install extensions, how to pin them after you install them so you can find them, um, and then I talked about things like managing extensions. And one thing I, I mentioned was how I love to use extensity as an extension to help manage my extensions. Because I have so many installed, I don't want them all running at the same time. So I use the extensity extension, which you can see up here in the top right, and I can easily turn extensions on or off. All I have to do is say, hey, I think I want to turn on Google Dictionary. Boom, now it's on. Oh, I don't need Google Dictionary anymore. Boom, it's off. Oh, I don't need to use Moat at the moment. Oh, it's off now. And so I can just turn them on and off without uninstalling and reinstalling them. This is fantastic because extensions do use up memory. And so if you aren't wanting to use an extension at that very moment, probably best to turn it off so that it's not using up memory on your computer, especially if you're using a, a Chromebook that may not have as much memory. You can really bog it down quickly if you got too many extensions running at once. And then the last thing I mentioned in this was just some of my recommended extensions. Um, I, I have a spreadsheet where I try to uh, keep a list of any extensions that I personally use or that somebody I trust has recommended. And so I do have a link here to that list. It's about 150 or so extensions in there. I would encourage you to check that out. Who knows, there may be something in here that uh, you haven't seen before and you can pick up uh, a neat new idea. Basically, I've got the name of the extension, a quick description of it, and a link out to the Chrome Web Store for each of these extensions. And if I've done like a blog post or a video or... I don't know, maybe, you know, there's a training session I've done on one of these. I did include a column with resources. So if there is a link here, this is just additional information. You can follow up for each one of those extensions as well. And again, I know I've left things out. So please let me know as well. Are there extensions here that uh, you would recommend that I add to my list? Because I'm always looking for new ones to add as well. Awesome. So that's the 12 days of Chromeus. It's over. <laughs> it's done. I survived. Uh, please do take advantage of all 12 of those. Hopefully you'll find a lot of helpful ideas there. Feel free to share those with others as well. Uh, let's see. I think we did get a couple more comments popped in here. Uh, Cami says, it's always tough to pick favorite Chrome shortcuts. Uh, control D is to duplicate is always a favorite and control zero to find your way back after zooming in or out too much. I agree with you, especially that control zero. I love zooming in and out with control plus and minus, but then I'm not always sure, you know, exactly how far in or out I've gone and control zero gets you right back. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. Well, the next thing on my um, links of the week from my blog is I did do a wrap up of 2022. And so I do have a blog post here where I shared just sort of a review of the 
top things from 2022 related to the Control Alt Achieve blog, such as you know what were the top blog posts, what were my top tweets, things like that. So if you are curious to see, okay, well, what did people think was the best from what I shared in 2022? You can scroll on down here and you'll see, for example, with the blog posts, here were the top 10. So these were the things that according to everybody else, these were their favorites of the new things I posted in 2022. You can follow any of these links to check out these blog posts. Chromus did make it onto that list, but lots of other things too here, like using drop-down chips to make closed reading activities or the Chromebook touchpad tips in the poster or the Google Sheets timeline creator. Lots of cool things like that. Um, as far as YouTube went, my most popular video <laughs> was about using the checklist feature in Google Docs, but how to do it with and without the strike-through feature in it. That People really appreciated that video because I think other people shared my same frustration that, you know, you don't always want it to strike through things. And so I had a little workaround for people on that. And that video seemed to uh, be appreciated for that. Um, as far as tweets, I did pick, uh, I went to my, my Twitter analytics and I had to tell me what was my most popular tweet each month. So you can click on any of these if you want to check out what those tweets were. So month by month, the things that I shared that people were most excited about uh, each month. I also included some information on travel. I got to go around and do lots of professional development in 2022. Did a lot here in Ohio where I live, but I did get to visit 17 other states to give uh, trainings and keynotes and so forth. So here's all the places I got to go to. And I just want to say it was fantastic. If you're from any of those places and I got to meet you, I really, really appreciated getting to go there and to connect with you. Um, and if you want me to come out to wherever you're at in the future, I would be glad to do so. Uh, feel free to connect with me about uh, my sessions. I've got a link here to uh, my PD catalog of all the different things that I uh, present and would uh, love to connect with folks and uh, come on out to your conference or your school um, as well. Awesome. Uh, beyond that, you know, mentioned a little bit about the newsletter and the email discussion group, but I had to throw in something a little non-techy at the end. So here is my list of my favorite movies from 2022. So uh, the only non-tech part of this. Now, I didn't get to see a lot of movies this last year. There's so many that are still on my list, but this was my list of my top five favorite movies that I did get to see uh, in 2022. And of course, I'd love to hear if anybody agrees <laughs> with any of those, if, if you also uh, got to appreciate any of those movies or what your favorite movie was from 2022. All right, good stuff. And then last up, the last couple of things here on my links of the week, um, I did get a chance to be uh, on a podcast uh, just over the Christmas break here. Let's pull this up. Uh, this was the it was the Stronger Together Experience podcast with Matthew Joseph. Um, and this is a, a great podcast, but right now he's specifically uh, having folks on that are going to be speaking at FETC. And I'm going to the FETC conference in New Orleans here in just a few weeks. Um, and so I was on talking about that, but we talked about lots of other things too. So if you're not going to FETC, you can still benefit from listening to the podcast 
podcast. Um, it's uh, not a real long podcast, like 20, 25 minutes. He tries to keep them kind of you know short, short and sweet like that. Um, so I would definitely encourage you to check out the podcast, but also not just the episode I was on, but dig into all of his uh, information as well. I put Matt's Twitter and YouTube and the podcast site there as well. So you can check out all of the different um, episodes he's had on there. Now, speaking of FETC, though, if you are going to FETC, um, please do uh, check out uh, the list of my sessions that I'll be doing. I did put the link back into my uh, my blog post from several months ago on my FETC sessions. I'm doing quite a few of them there. So if you are there and you can pop in any of these, I would love to see you. So please do feel free to uh, to, to join me. Um, uh, I've added a couple new things since I originally had set this up. Uh, for example, I'm going to be doing a moat booth session and there's going to be a free book giveaway at that as well. And I'm also doing a, another booth session for book creators. So I've added a couple new things to it. But most importantly, if you're going to FETC, I would definitely encourage you to jump into our shared, our sharing document. So I put together this document as a way for people to share questions and comments and things in preparation for FETC. And so what you can do is you can come here and you can add yourself to the list. You can say, yeah, I'm going to FETC. Well, Put yourself on the list and share as much or a little as you want so people can connect with each other as we get ready for the conference. If you're doing sessions, you can list those here so everybody knows what it is you're presenting. And then we're going to include things like any, you know, meetups, mixers, other events that are going on, uh, attractions, restaurants, things to do while you're at the conference. People are sharing so many great suggestions for restaurants and places to go visit while you're there. And there's any questions or comments people have. If somebody has questions, comments, it's a great way for, for people to be able to connect in preparation for the FETC conference. And then I did the same thing for ISTE as well. I'm so excited to be heading back to ISTE again this year. We're in Philadelphia, and I just did a blog post with my ISTE sessions. And so I've got several sessions at ISTE as well. Um, if you're going to be at ISTE, I'd love to see you there. But I did the same thing for ISTE that I did for FETC. I put together a sharing document. So if you're going to be heading to ISTE or attending virtually as well, either way is great. Um, what we've got here is uh, the same sort of a setup. You can add your information that you're going to be attending ISTE. And then if you're doing sessions, what it is you're doing. And as before, mixers, attractions, questions, comments, Again, I really just, I appreciate so much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, all these folks who've been contributing to these documents. You, we got folks who live in Philly and then they know, you know, the places to recommend and they've been adding lots of great suggestions in there. So I really appreciate folks all coming together to do that. All right. Well, guys, that is it. That gets me to the end of my resources. So while I start to wrap things up here, I'll put out one last call. If you've got any questions or comments or something that you want to add to the discussion, please feel free to do so now. Um, but as we start to wrap up, first of all, I just want to thank you so very much for taking the time to join me either live or to watch the recording later on. I want to remind you that we do have these coming up each Monday night. So the next two weeks for sure, not sure about the week of FETC. That's, that's the one after this. So uh, I, I likely may not be able to pull off a, a live session that week. So we may have a, a week that we'll skip there, but uh, definitely the next two I've got scheduled here and you can add those to your calendar um, as well. And please, 
send me suggestions. I, I, so many things that I, I share each week come from other people who are sharing awesome things. So I'd love to hear from you as well. Awesome. Well, guys, again, thank you so, so very much. I appreciate you taking the time to be with me tonight. Um, I'll go ahead and pop back up on the screen so I can officially <laughs> uh, wave goodbye and say thanks again and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week until I see you next time here on Control Alt Achieve Live. Take care, everybody.